Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. A living legend of the local sports scene is no longer the University of Minnesota women's basketball coach. Uh, we have learned, you heard the news a moment ago uh, with Laura, that Lindsey Whalen is out as a Golden Gopher women's basketball coach. And her her tenure w- was not successful. Um, I, I think by any measure you would say, yeah, it's been tough. And I think it makes it even more difficult because we watched Lindsey Whalen have a great high school career and then a phenomenal college career at the University of Minnesota, who almost single-handedly would fill the barn. I I remember doing one of her college games on the radio. Uh, Don Shelby got involved in doing games on the radio. It was a sensation when uh, Lindsey Whalen and Janelle McCarville uh, took this sports town by storm. And then she went to a Hall of Fame career in the NBA, WNBA, first with the Connecticut Sun. And it was a move I remember at the time. I couldn't absolutely figure out that the Minnesota Lynx do whatever it took to get Lindsey Whalen right out of college. They didn't. She ends up in Connecticut, ultimately comes home, wins all the titles on those great teams, and then retires. A living legend the Minnesota sports scene. When she got the Golden Gopher women's coaching job, the one thing I did say aloud on the public airwaves and on social media was she doesn't have any coaching experience. None. Zero. And I caught some flack for it at the time. And I wouldn't call it the the third rail of sports so to speak. Um, The third rail is the electrified rail in a subway system. You don't want to touch that. And I I got the feeling at that point in time that, yeah, you don't criticize Lindsey Whalen. And I I wasn't criticizing her. I was just strictly pointing out fact that as a living legend of the local sports scene, high school, college, pro, one of the all-time greats, and a wonderful human being had zero coaching experience. And to jump in and run a Big Ten program, whether it's basketball or or hockey or whatever, that is a tall order. And I wasn't questioning her knowledge of the game, but, but playing and coaching and recruiting are different things. And sometimes the all-time greatest players in the history of sport uh, 
don't turn out to be the, the greatest coaches. Uh, there are a number of examples. Uh, one that's brought up when it comes to the major leagues is, is Ted Williams. That, you know, Ted Williams, one of the all-time greater hitters, hitters of all time, the splendid splinter, um, wasn't a particularly good manager. Um, now, now, there are examples of great players becoming great managers or coaches, but it doesn't always work out that way. Wayne Gretzky is one that comes to mind. The great one uh, wasn't a particularly successful NHL coach. You, you think about great football players, you know, how many great football players have become successful head coaches in the NFL, or, or in college for that matter. Steve Spurrier was a Heisman Trophy winner and became a wildly successful college coach. But there aren't a ton of examples in the sports world. So if the game comes easy and you have natural talent and ability and don't discount work, uh, Look someone like Michael Jordan, who happens to be an owner in the NBA, of the Charlotte Hornets. Um, a, a lot of talent and an unbelievable work ethic. Uh, you could say the same about Tiger Woods. An incredible amount of talent, uh, an unbelievable work ethic, particularly to come back. But as it translates to great players or great athletes turning into great coaches... I don't know how many examples there are out there. Chris Tubbs is our producer. Steve Thompson sitting in for Henry Lake. Henry was in earlier, by the way, for Chad Hartman between noon and 3. And that's all available at WCCRadio.com or the Odyssey app. But, Chris, I I, I think it is a valid point. Here is one of the all-time greats. A living legend of Minnesota sports doesn't necessarily translate that that turns into a great coach. Yeah, it is really seldom to to see something like that. And another name that you didn't bring up, Magic Johnson. Yeah, yeah he yeah, tried I the mean, Laker thing. And, you know, when it comes to, to this, I mean, you mentioned doing Lindsey Whalen's games on the radio. I also had a chance her freshman year uh, to do some work with the University of Minnesota with her and, and Janelle McCarville coming in, you know, as freshmen and, you know, all the way through the Big Ten tournament in Van Andel Arena in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And you just knew there was something special about her. And to have this entire like arc of Lindsay Whalen and to get to the point where you are going to put your trust in her for a Big Ten, you know, to try and, and, and you know revitalize this program, I understand the move. And I from the perspective of the equity, the name that Lindsay Whalen has. I, I felt, Steve, that when you're going to make that decision, you're going off the name, the cachet, and the fact that Lindsay Whalen, you can play for her, you can learn from her. Like everything that she has done for the University of Minnesota, you feel like she can bring in young women and help pass, you know, pass that information on and use, you know, without having that, that coaching balance, that coaching experience, you can use who Lindsey Whalen is to your advantage in terms of all of the other aspects and maybe let more of the X's and O's fall on other individuals. 
Yeah, and I think that's what makes this particularly difficult because that transition from pro athlete to coach, um, knowledge of the game, uh, not a question, but, but the coaching, the leadership, the recruiting, all the other things that go into it, coaching at the high school level, coaching at the collegiate level, whether it's Division One or Division Two or Division mm-hmm. Three, it it is it is different. There, there's, a, the there's, a learning, game, yeah, there's a learning. There's a learning curve is, involved. Yeah, it is very much different. I'll, I'll use an example, uh, and and there there are a lot of great players that ultimately um, go a different route, and some get into broadcasting. Some some get involved in ownership. I brought up Michael Jordan. I brought up, you know, people that just move away from the game, you know, some of these all-time greats and all these legends. And the fact that it didn't work out here, and what we've heard and what we've read today, Kent Youngblood has covered the program for a long time and has been updating the story throughout the day on the Star Tribune. Uh, We did learn uh, the scheduled news conference at 3 o'clock, it was just A.D. Mark Coyle. Lindsay Whalen did not appear. She'll talk later. She will be a part of the U through, I believe, 2025. Yes. So there is a contract in place. She will take on another role. Uh, the, the thought is, is that a search will begin uh, for a new head coach, what that looks like. But college sports have also changed a ton in her tenure. The, the transfer portal is a complete game changer. Name, image, and likeness yes. is a game changer. Probably more is so in football and men's basketball, but there's no doubt it's a factor in the women's game. So you have all this movement. Uh, you, you have programs in flux. And let's face it, the men's and women's basketball programs don't have great winning traditions. There have been stretches where they've won or they've, packed them into the barn, but it is an ex- sustained long-term success. The men's program, there's scandals. I mean, think of, in my lifetime, the number of scandals that have rocked the program. Bill Musselman during his tenure, Jim Dutcher during his tenure, Clem Haskins uh, during his tenure. I mean, so, so there have been some major scandals associated with that program. I think there's another factor in all of this, and I don't think anybody wants to admit it when it comes to attracting players, even homegrown talent. We we love Williams Arena, but let's call the barn what it is. It's way past its prime. Yeah, I I, think- th- yeah. Th- there there are things right now that kids are looking at that go beyond what we would consider you know, prestige, like kids nowadays with the NIL and all of this money that's available to them, like you have got such an uphill battle that the U of M is is battling. And it almost now becomes more into the hands of the donors and the alum than it is the the coaching staff, because you've got to have that, those deep pockets, that financial backing in order to even get a seat at the table for some of these kids. 
it, it, absolutely. So there's a name, image, and likeness. And, and there's a problem that the University of Minnesota is going to face, in my opinion. Because this is an extremely crowded sports marketplace. You have the Vikings. You have the Twins. The Timberwolves. The Wild. You have the Loons. You have the Lynx. Um, oh, by the way, St. Thomas has joined the fray and uh, winning winning some recruiting battles on some fronts. They're, they're getting players, men's and women's hockey, uh, men's and women's basketball. There is another factor there. Oh, by the way, they're getting a brand-new state-of-the-art 5,000-seat hockey and basketball arena on campus. Now, I'm going to go back to the barn. Now, if you grew up here, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, Williams Arena, that's pretty cool. But when you take a tour and you walk through there, what is it? It's an old building with funky sight lines and an elevated floor. Now, some of us love the place, but in reality, does it have a negative impact on recruiting? They have state-of-the-art training facilities and practice facilities, and Huntington Bank Stadium is terrific, and 3M Arena at Mariucci Arena, and, and the Tennis Center, and Ritter Arena, and the new Seabird Field, and the softball mm-hmm. stadium, and all these other facilities. But then you got Williams Arena. It's kind of like, yeah. Yeah, but, but I feel like it, Steve. Yeah. I mean, that that's that's a part of it, though, it, it, when it, it is, comes yes. to attracting and keeping talent. It, it, it is. But I, I feel like Williams Arena is one of those buildings that mm. if you touched it, people in Minnesota would lose their collective minds. Like, you can't touch the barn. You You can make enhancements like you can do upgrades but you can't move away from the barn because i feel like it's one of those historical buildings and and this is just the impression that i get like if you're looking to attract these big time i mean everybody was you know was losing you know losing their mind i don't want to use that cliche again but i mean a lot of people were upset over dennis evans saying hey you know what i don't want to come to the u of m that might not have anything to do with the facilities but if you want to attract and, and you got to play ball with the other teams in the Big Ten, what is the advantage for the University of Minnesota at this point when it comes to you know, their, their men's program and their women's program when you're talking about basketball? What is it that you can offer that no other team in the Big Ten can? I feel like that's, that's the issue right now, and that is a huge uphill battle for the University of Minnesota. Or all these other Division One schools around the country that feature more modern – building to play games in, better weather, uh, name, image, likeness. The list goes on and on. And here's another thing about it. And and I think getting back to Lindsay Whalen and, and her tenure as University of Minnesota women's basketball coach comes to an end today is this. Someone who's had so much success in in her playing career at Hutchinson, at the University of Minnesota, in the WNBA with Connecticut, and then ultimately the Minnesota Lynx, and all those titles and all those rings, to go through five years, it has to have taken a toll on her. And that that isn't easy either, because when when you're used to so much success, you go into a new thing and you don't have success. You know, for, for someone like me not having success... Uh, I take that in stride. I mean, you're that's you're my, you're, yeah, I mean, you're kind of used to it. That's my deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah fa- I'm failing. I mean, fa- I mean failing, failing point, is your thing. I know how that goes. <laughs> but for someone like Lindsey Whalen, <laughs> yeah, that that can't be easy. Every, everywhere take... that she's gone, she's won. Absolutely. Um, 
let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk more about Lindsey Whalen. And we'd certainly love to hear from you on the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226. Lindsey Whalen out as the University of Minnesota women's basketball coach. Still a lot more to get into. Uh, the greatest week in boys high school hockey section finals galore. Some teams already in. Moral will find their way to the tourney next week. Tonight, we'll get into that. And boy, do we miss the Fairgrounds Coliseum. Uh, Speaking of an old building, we need the Fairgrounds Coliseum available as a hockey facility, particularly at this time of year. We'll get into that as well. Coming up on News Talk, 830-WCCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I did get a note during the break. Lindsey Whalen did not play in a state tournament, but was still a wonderful high school player. Um, the, the fact that you're never able to get to a state tournament, I don't think diminishes your accomplishments as a high school player. You, you, you think of, you know, some of the big names that, you know, had great high school careers and did get to the state tournament and win titles, Tyus Jones, Trey Jones, um, my good buddy, Kevin Lynch, once upon a time with Bloomington Jefferson. I mean, there, there are a lot of those Randy Brewer, uh, the, the list goes on and on uh, of great players that ultimately did play in state tournaments and and won state titles. But her collegiate career and how she energized a very crowded sports marketplace is notable. And then her pro career uh, w- was obviously notable. And, and here we are at the University of Minnesota. Uh, from our text line, uh, and it is the city's one plumbing, heating, talk, and text line, Six five one four six one nine two two six. It kind of follows up what I said right out of the gate that that typically top athletes, legends of their craft as as players, uh, doesn't always translate into being great coaches. And if you look at the record, and like I say, Kent Youngblood's been on uh, the Golden Gopher women's basketball beat, uh, covered the links for a long time uh, as well. You know, laid out the record, and you look at. You know, thirty-two and fifty-eight in the Big Ten. Uh, an overall record is seventy-one and seventy-six. Uh, they they dropped their opener in the Big Ten tournament 
against Penn State. Mark Coyle once again made the announcement, uh, met the media today. Lindsey Whalen was not there and just said, we've decided to go in another direction. She'll be a part of the U uh, for another couple of years uh, as, as part of her, her deal to stick stick around and, and be a part of the University of Minnesota. But for whatever reason, it didn't work. And the question is, uh, what does Lindsey Whalen do next? As, as a WNBA legend, uh, would it be an opportunity to get back into coaching and maybe be a part of Cheryl Reeves' staff or another WNBA staff and, and continue to coach? Or, or maybe in all of this, and until you know, she, she talks and, and sits down with the media and answers a few more questions about it, you know, maybe she realized coaching's not for her. That that maybe after five years that you know she she's burned out or frustrated, you know that that part we don't know. The, the quotes that came out uh, in in the release uh, from the University of Minnesota, you know, do do talk about you know her time at University of Minnesota and, and being grateful for the opportunity, et cetera. And that's what you would expect in a press release. I think what will be fascinating is, is at the end of all of this, was it strictly a performance issue or was there something else like burnout or, or frustration or the fact that, you know, the transfer portal, I mean, let's face it. There are a lot of veteran coaches in the men's game and in the women's game that are extremely frustrated now that, that it's just every year you're dealing with free agency in addition to recruiting and kids graduating or running out of eligibility. You know, I, it, it is a new world in college athletics, particularly big-time college athletics, Chris. Yeah, and again, you, know, you get into this, and it used to be, you know what, you go out, you get the best players that you feel are going to be best for your program. Yeah, you, know, you might get a transfer here and there, but you didn't have NIL to worry about. You didn't have to. You, know, you had to kind of worry about the facilities a little bit, but just the success used to be able to sell a program. And, and now it's like the winning has almost become like the third or fourth rung on the ladder. You know, it's about NIL. It's about facilities. Yep. It's about playing time. Oh, by the way, does the program win? I don't think that winning at this point for kids is, to, to me, I don't think that's necessary. It's, it's nice to have, but I don't feel like you need to go to a winning program. That's not ultimately going to be what's going to be the biggest factor in your decision. Yeah. There are just so many factors. And, and I think the quote that, that stands out, uh, today is uh, from A.D. Mark Coyle. We thought it was in the best interest of the program and for her as a person that she stepped down. So I, I think that leaves the door open uh, for speculation on, you know, what is the whole picture and until Lindsey Whalen sits down or, or visits with reporters or opens up about all the factors that that went into this uh, will we'll be left to speculate, but you, you can read into that quote from Mark Coyle, what you will. Huge week in boys hockey here in the state of Minnesota. Uh, 
this is section final week. Uh, and by Saturday morning, we'll know the 16 teams, eight in class A, eight in double A, that will have made the tourney field. Uh, the marquee state tournament of the year. Uh, we, ha- we have the girls' state tournament uh, in the rearview mirror. World, the 1A champ. Gentry Academy, uh, the 2A champ. And we already have teams in that state tournament. As a matter of fact, Creighton-Durham Hall head coach Matt Funk will join us following the news and weather at 8 o'clock. But when we come back, we'll set the stage, tell you what games are on the docket tonight, uh, what, what those section final games are, and then bring up the good old State Fair Coliseum and what an important role it played uh, in the section quarterfinals, semifinals, and championship games. And now the void we have here in the metro area, for a large enough arena to accommodate the tremendous interest in these games. We'll get into all of that coming up. It is the Lake Show. Stephen for Henry here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. I've said it on the air a couple of times this week, not this air when I was out streaming games, that this is the greatest week in boys' high school hockey and probably saying well, what do you mean steve the, the state tournament doesn't start till next wednesday with the 1a tournament at 11 a.m four quarterfinal games and the 2a tournament starting a week from today with four games starting at 11 a.m and what i mean is is that you have section semifinals and championships this game and the drama of the section final there's nothing like it in sports. Girls hockey, boys hockey, uh, hoops, whatever. Because you're on the brink of getting there. It's like getting to the quarterfinals in the state football playoffs. If you win, you go to U.S. Bank Stadium. Um, so here, first for the girls, and there's section finals. And then for the boys... It's a chance for many of these kids to realize a dream that they had since they were a mite of playing for their school in downtown St. Paul at the Excel Energy Center. Once upon a time, it was the Civic Center, before that, Med Center, and before that, the St. Paul Auditorium. This has been going on since the end of World War II. So the tradition is there. So it's a great night. And at the moment, I want to give you all those section finals scheduled for tonight around the state of Minnesota. And we really kind of hit almost all the corners of the state with section finals tonight. We go to Amsoil Arena in Duluth, 7AA championship, and over against Duluth East. Duluth East, the number one seed, and over the defending state champion, uh, Andover's been the team to beat in that section, but Duluth, he's taking advantage of the home cooking. Uh, 7 o'clock start there. At Ralph Ingolstead Arena in Thief River Falls, Section 8 championship game, East Grand Forks and War Road. Here in the cities at Braemar and Edina, Section 2AA title. Minnetonka against Janahassen. Minnetonka Ranked number one much of the year. Down in Rochester, 1AA championship. The Battle of Lakeville, north and south. They've dominated uh, that over the years. In progress, East Grand Forks, 8AA championship. Roseau and Moore had scoreless. 6A championship. 
Fergus Falls, and Alexandria. Five AA championship in Elk River tonight. Defending state runner-up Maple Grove taking on the number one seed in this section. Rogers and the Royals are a big physical team. That should be just a battle in Elk River tonight. And then tonight at Aldrich's Section 4A championship over in Maplewood, Chisago Lakes, and Matamidi. So we're going to get all those section champions tonight. But you look at some of these venues, uh, especially among the big schools. 2AA at Braemar. In the past, that's been played at Mariucci. Now, I've heard this from a number of people that, number one, Mariucci Arena still has the Olympic sheet of ice. And for the most part, these high school teams play on a regulation or NHL sheets of ice. They don't, they don't pay, play on the big wide rink. And the fact that Mariucci Arena may or may not be available, working with the U, etc., so, so you have a large venue that used to host section finals, not available as of late. For instance, last night I was at the 3AA section final at Braemar in Edina, and that was Creighton Durham Hall against St. Thomas Academy. Creighton Durham Hall won at 4-2, and Matt Funk, the head coach, will join us following the news and weather at 8. It was sold out well in advance. Same deal last night down at uh, Bloomington Ice Garden. Redina and Wyzetta uh, played for the Section 6 AA championship. Uh, by the way, Edina winning that one 2-1. to one. Sold out well in advance. People were turned away. People who wanted to go couldn't get tickets. And what's pretty clear is not having the availability of Mariucci Arena, and maybe it will be in the future for some of these highly anticipated section finals, is bringing hockey back to the Fairgrounds Coliseum, which was a mainstay on the local scene for many, many years. Now, they haven't hosted hockey since, I think, 2014. Uh, There was a piece in the Pioneer Press uh, when they said goodbye to hockey at the Fairgrounds Coliseum. But I I guarantee you, I've been been to a lot of section hockey games over at the Fairgrounds Coliseum couple of problems. Uh, there was the expense of maintaining the ice and the fact that they probably had to redo the uh, equipment associated with making ice in that venue. But what's great about it is it seats 5,000 plus. There's plenty of parking. You've got the midway, which isn't the midway, so there's plenty of parking on the fairgrounds. Uh, there's a lot of ways to get into the fairgrounds, as we all know. you got Como Avenue. You can come in from Snelling and find places to park. So the Fairgrounds Coliseum was an ideal venue. And, and I think it's high time. And I know the State Fair Board is an independent entity, but it would be wonderful considering how successful our State Fair is and the river of money that flows through there at the end of the summer that the fair board, and the powers that be would consider bringing back a rink, ice-making equipment, back to the Fairgrounds Coliseum for for this two-, three-week stretch because there aren't venues big enough to handle it. Braemar is great. 
I was at section semifinals earlier in the week up in Fogarty. It was great. It it was packed. There was no parking. It was difficult to get people in and get people out. And Fogarty did a nice job. Braemar did a nice job. Bloomington Ice Garden did a nice job. But the simple fact of the matter, talking to a lot of parents and a lot of fans, there were people that just couldn't get into the building to see the games because there flat out wasn't enough seats. Now, I'm not saying you you, you got to go to Target Center, but we need bigger venues in town, and it would be nice if the fairgrounds would step back up to the plate because there's a lot of wonderful memories in the fairgrounds Coliseum, and I think it would be cool if, if they would bring hockey back to the fairgrounds. I'm not holding my breath. But it, it sure would be welcome. And I know there's a lot of people that, that have talked about it or remember the good old days, but I, I think this would be a, a, a wonderful addition to the sports landscape. Now, now the problem is, when you put ice in in the fall, you got to fill that ice because the, the machinery, the compressors, they need to run, and they run 24-7. And you need juice, and you need a Zamboni, and you need a staff. And, you know, would would there be enough high school games or, or college games or nearby colleges to come in and use the ring? Because, for instance, nearby Hamlin, they play their games in downtown St. Paul now at the Tria Rink. So, so would you be able to fill that ice time at the Fairgrounds Coliseum? But it sure would come in handy. Uh, around uh, section quarterfinals, section semifinals, and section championship game. So if there if there's a way, it'd be wonderful if the state fair board would step up. I think they got the money. Uh, is my thought that they would have the money to do a hockey in that venue again, and it sure would be a welcome addition to the local sports scene. Uh, and like I say, would they be able to break even? Would they be able to make a buck? Uh, having that old barn available for these games. Not sure about that, but uh, I, I would be a big, big fan if the Fairgrounds Coliseum was available. And you bring up Mariucci Arena, bring up Ritter Arena, bigger venues with higher seating capacities than some of these other rinks around town that are hosting games, like Aldrich and Maplewood or, or Fogarty and Blaine or Braemar and Edina or, or Big down in Bloomington. Um, they are stretched to the limit. These events are sold out, so there is there is a need of some sort. Amsoil and Duluth, ideal. They've got uh, the the rink in in downtown Mankato that has good seating capacity. The home of Minnesota State. Uh, I, I I don't know if there's been talk of potentially moving uh, a section final uh, down to Mankato. I know it's ideal to have it in the cities for these sections that have the big suburban high schools. Um, so, uh, trip down memory lane. I'd, I'd love to see it happen. It'd be it'd be great if the state fair board even stepped up, even if they don't have ice available for the entire season. Maybe they put the rink in for a holiday tournament, and then they host some high school games or a high school game of the week, and hopefully get teams in there to practice and use the facility, and then have it available for these big events, and then pull the ice out as as soon as the sections are done, and 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 move on. Just an idea, just a thought. I'm, I'm dreaming. Uh, 12 minutes now. 
front of 7 o'clock. It is Steve Thompson sitting in for Henry Lake. It is the Lake Show here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Steve in for Henry. Chris Tubbs is the constant. He's our producer. We'll have all the news and weather at 7 o'clock. Alan O'Horton will join us from Southern California. Timberwolves and Lakers tomorrow night as the road trip continues. Uh, game three of that trip with the Lakers, and then Sacramento on Saturday night before the Timberwolves return home. Twins win beat the Rays in the Grapefruit League today, 4-2. to two, And the Grapefruit League play continues tomorrow at noon. Twins and Red Sox. And uh, Sonny Gray will tow the rubber in that one. And then on Saturday, uh, Twins and Braves at noon. I'll be on before the game for Shaletta Brundage, and then on after the game on Saturday, Louis Varland on the mound. Uh, we will talk uh, some twins a little bit later on in the program. Uh, I, I did want to get back to the idea of hockey returning to the Fairgrounds Coliseum. And I'm a big fan of this idea. And if the legislature and the governor, in all their wisdom, decide to give all the taxpayers of the state of Minnesota uh, a rebate, and they should. Not not just people making up to a certain amount of money. Everybody that contributed to the surplus, even the richest of us, should get to wet their beak on this surplus. But I would be willing to uh, put part of my surplus rebate check to bringing hockey back to the Fairgrounds Coliseum. Let's do this. We have $17.5 billion. Maybe the state could say to the state fair board, an independent board, I get it, we'll match the funds. Let's bring hockey back to the Fairgrounds Coliseum. I, I think it's a whale of an idea. We've got all the news. We've got all the weather coming up at 7 o'clock. Alan Horton from Southern California. We'll talk Timberwolves. Uh, the Vikings getting high marks from the NFL Players Association. That's a cool story. And so much more. We'll have some scores, etc. Steve Thompson in for Henry Lake here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.